Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Lift Effect podcast with your host, Carl Keller, and the man with a with a challenging mic situation today, Matt McNeil. Tell me, what happened, buddy? I, uh, you're, I heard you had a little mishap before you got on this morning. With, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, okay, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, the dog, well, the dog ate the headphones again. Second pair. Um, but I got my soldering iron out that I bought when I was 19 years old. Believe it, it still works, man. And I got the solder out. I think it's the same uh, spool of solder from when I was about 19 <laughs> as well, because that stuff lasts forever. And I started soldering, and my wife's like, what's that smell? Something's burning. I'm like, I'm soldering headphone cables. And so I, <laughs> I'm holding up the headphone cable for Carl to see. You can see my... And it's I a work of art. I, you know, and then I use some electrical tape, and I even use some shrink heat heat shrink on there. And uh, I got it soldered, and it works. So today, hundred bucks you saved. Are, today you are a Matt MacGyver McNeil. Today MacGyver, that's me. Yeah, like the least handyman guy ever in the world. Like, I'm, and probably half of our audience was going, "Who?" <laughs> you know, you know what my my handy my my handiest ability to do is is to speed dial a handyman. <laughs> <laughs> and a guy to cut the yard and i do none of that shit because <sighs> that's a whole nother topic all right what all right. we got let's go man well, i'm excited today, for today we are episode five mm -hmm. of our five-part series on integrity yes and um we've covered quite a few of them already we got uh i think three more left to go so i'm gonna just hand the so to speak the mic over to you and let you run with it okay so I'm going to sit um, for this. Let me <laughs> actually going to lower my desk. You know, this is all rare right. I, for all you out there. Matt never sits. He's always standing. It's true. My I, I take care I of the sitting part something. for him. I tore something in my hip. Um, so it's like hurts, hurts. And I refuse to stop running. And so I'm just making it worse, which means I'm like now sitting. I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting soft. All right, here we go. So we covered trust, truth, Radical responsibility, results, the ability to get results, an ability to embrace the negative, growth, that growth mindset, this desire, this, this, this will to grow, and the ability to embrace the sublime or the transcendence, to, to be able to get smaller so that you can, you can go for something bigger, to be part of something bigger. Now, normally I would review each one of those because I think repetition is how we master anything, but I don't think we're going to do that because we're, we're pressed for time because I want to get through these three other aspects. But let me just add this for those of you that are just joining late. 
to this. Maybe this is your first uh, podcast. I had somebody this morning call me um, and said, yeah, I just listened to your podcast on the latest uh, of integrity. And, and I decided to, uh, it's time for me to reach out and get some help. I'm like, dude, that's so great. But he, he just listened to the last one. And I'm like, well, you know, you should go back and listen to all of them because they're important. Integrity is more than just being truthful and honest and not lying and not cheating and not stealing. Those are absolute requisite requirements, you know, of having integrity, but really developing our personal integrity, operating at the highest level of integrity means these are issues of character or personhood just beyond not lying and cheating and stealing that I think equates with integrity. The research on integrity shows up and and my uh, anecdotal experience of working on my own integrity and really helping people uh, cultivate their own integrity, it comes down to these deeper aspects of character. So that's what we're covering. So today, we're going to talk about the last three. Feeling through. Ooh, feeling. Guys, probably hate that word. Ooh, makes everybody kind of cringe. Feelings. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. <laughs> feelings. <laughs> feelings feeling through the and ability that's the end of my feel. singing career just like yeah, you know right no, now <laughs> you sound good man you and dean martin man okay so just for the holidays gotta get carl on a sweater by the by the fireplace you can maybe we'll do an and episode a pipe. Don't with him the pipe. yeah and the gin um and most importantly the, the, the gin uh feeling oh through God. transparent communication how you communicate being able to tr communicate with a level of transparency and then the last thing is how you make agreements do you have irreproachable agreements or are your agreements kind of weak, kind of soft? So let's start with feeling through. Feeling. When we are in, again, and we're operating from a place of are we in a resourced state, which means we're open and we're curious and we are committed to learning. And those, we know those aspects lead to growth, lead to prosperity. Or are we unresourced? I'm making a little like, uh, like I'm looking through a, a little peephole with my hands here. Are we closed off? Are we closed? Are we defensive? Are we com just committed to trying to be right? That's when we're in an unresourced state. Obviously, we want to be in a resourced state for, for better performance than unresourced. And our natural inclination because of biology and acculturation and everything else is to close up. We just get closed. I mean, our society is designed around being closed and defensive and 100%, I'm right, committed to being right. Just look at the political landscape. All right. So when we talk about feeling, when we are in a resource state, we understand that emotion, if you look at the word emotion as emotion, it's energy in motion that really moves in and out of our body. Our body. It's not our thinking. It's our body. Feelings, and we go through this in V1 a lot, and then people come into therapy. A lot of times we spend time on, okay, what is the difference between thinking and feeling? We're really good at thoughts, especially as guys out there, but just, pilots, it's very cerebral. Just think, 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 think. Thinking is words and images in our mind. That's what thoughts are. Feelings are sensations in our body. And if you think about it, Sensations, if you get rid of the meaning and the storytelling that goes along with them, sensations are neither good nor bad. They're neither right nor wrong. They just are. And actually, when you get rid of all that judging 
and defensiveness, and you become curious and committed to learning, sensations are information. They're data. They're very useful data that our brain, it's, we have AI in our, in our brains. That's the, uh, the original intelligence is, is through our, our cortex. It is to grab information and help us navigate the environment through this data that we start to collect. And feelings is a big part of it. So when people are in a resource state, they are able to access all three centers of intelligence. And those three centers are your head, your heart, and your gut. Head, heart, gut. When people are not resourced, they, are, they don't have access because they are committed to resisting or judging or, uh, uh, or just uh, apologizing indirectly or directly for, for feelings by repressing them or avoiding them or even withholding them. This is big, right? You've got that sense in your gut, but you just withhold because you don't want to talk about that. We don't want to don't express any feelings of sadness or vulnerability as you know, men. No, nope, we just withhold it, stuff it. And there's this over-reliance just on the head with little to no access to the heart center. And the heart center is the center of emotional intelligence. There's IQ, intellectual intelligence. There's EQ, emotional intelligence. EQ comes from the heart center. So when we demonstrate emotional literacy, there's five primary emotions that we experience. Anger, fear sadness, joy, and sexual feelings. That's it. Same again. Anger, fear, sadness, joy, sexual feelings. And we experience those, those emotions all day long, all the time, nonstop, we experience them. And the ability to be able to work through those and release these feelings fully, fully work through the feelings is the highest level of curiosity, commitment to evolving and openness of the highest level of resourcefulness. So one of the things we use in mental skills training and in V1, we talk about dropping anchor or I'd say setting the brake. This is from a lot of the ACT research is acknowledge, come back into the body and then re-engage, ACE. I'm not going to cover that today, but that's something you can, you know, you can look into and, and but that's one of the tools that we use. Um, when we, the opposite, when we're unresourced, when we start to hold on to emotions and we do that through repressing them, right? Just stuff them. You're actually holding on to it when you're stuffing it. You're not getting rid of it. You're just, you're just burying it or we, it's recycling them. And in psychology, we call that a cognitive emotional looping. Just it's this, this continuous loop, which results in drama-based or very thought-generated emotion. It's just very emotional. Think about the, uh, about the times in yourself or people in your life that just, they, they, they just hold on to these emotions. They don't let them go. If you have teenagers, that's developmentally appropriate. That's kind of what they do at some level. Or worse, they repress them. And teenagers that are repressing emotions, there's much higher risk of very bad things happening. So, but that's part of working through the, the evolving mind, right? But as adults, 
we, we can learn these patterns and it just it leads to, to to nothing good but we do it all the time we don't feel through again this is about feeling through so when you're in a resource place and you have the ability to feel through you understand the wisdom of emotions so here's a quick little uh, uh a little um cheat sheet for you anger and it's okay to feel emotions. You just feel them. Again, it's data. It's data. Anger highlights misalignment. When we become angry, there's something that's not aligned. There's an incongruence. And we talked about the levels of, you know, congruence is what uh, integrity actually is. There's congruence is a big part of it. Anger highlights misalignment. Fear shows you what needs to be known, right? Okay, I'm afraid of this. There's something that needs to be known. Sadness reveals something that needs to be let go of. That's what grieving is. It's learning to let go. That takes time. Joy identifies something that needs to be celebrated. Feel joy. It's like, oh, and that's, you know, V1, eating, breathing, moving, sleeping, celebrating is a key to the fundamentals of energy management. And then sexual drives, it's that is just the energy of creativity. Think about sexual, even like a, a reproductivity is to create well we can actually harness sexual energy not to just go and maybe do something that's you know inappropriate or misaligned with their values not to act on the sexual energy but just as oh this is creative energy that needs to be worked through you know i've i've got one uh client that i he's an executive that i coach and he, he was so distraught over this emotion he was experiencing when he would get in this board room with certain uh, members of his team, he would get all this heightened sexual energy. And he was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why is this happening to me? This is perverse. And I, oh my God, I must be, there's something wrong with me. And it was like, no, actually you can use that because it just means there's this creative drive that you are, are, are blocking, that you are stuffing, that you need to feel through. It's emotion. It's got to move in and out of the body. So we worked on ways of harnessing creativity when that came up and it actually ended up becoming a huge asset to how he operates and how he works with his executive team. So that's feeling through. Carl, any reactions to that? No, I know I agree with all that and I've I've kind of dealt with some of those myself and the IQ EQ one of the things that I think is it hurts people that tend to analyze things or be analytical. And I've been told that that's, I'm kind of go down that road. I analyze things too much mm -hmm. is one of the things that the mind can do is it can rationalize things. It mm -hmm. can talk you into or out of anything. Yep. And, and, and what I would say is often, if you start seeing a disconnect between what the EQ portion of your uh, um, mind and your heart and your mind is telling you and your IQ that's a that's a flag. It doesn't mean that it's right or wrong, but look at it and go, are you convincing yourself of something that is or isn't true? Yeah. Because you've yeah, you've analyzed it so much that you've talked yourself into or out of something. And that's something I would just say is be careful of that because the mind can rationalize. I don't think the heart, the emotional side has that ability, or if it does, not near to the extent that the mind does. Yeah. The mind can play so many tricks on totally. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Absolutely agree. The mind is is this incredible machine that is so it's so capable, you know. Like 
it's it's just incredible what we have the gift we have of a cort of a of a prefrontal cortex um but it's also can do some pretty wild crazy things that's driven by evolution and lack of evolution and and you know all these different you know uh, how it interacts with the environment it's it's pretty insane what happened I mean, like it's, you it's said fear fear can drive the mind to do to thinking things that you really shouldn't instead of going okay that's what it is it starts going off on its own tangent it'll create it'll create a narrative that you're going that sometimes you look back and going how did i ever did get I do there? that yeah like what? yeah it's it's really amazing i mean as much as we understand about the mind we don't understand anything about it really I yet agree. there's it's the old saying as i've learned just enough to know that i haven't learned very much yes yep all right so that's feeling through all right you ready for the next one transparent communication communication when we are operating at the highest level of integrity from a resourced place open curious committed to learning when we communicate we reveal facts thoughts thoughts or beliefs opinions and judgments that's just comes in the form of words and images and feelings particularly anger fear and sadness for you men out there right we don't like to we, we can do anger uh, no problem, but we don't like to do fear and we don't like to do sadness. But when we are able to communicate fear and sadness in addition to anger, uh, including, and I'm going to add this, is going to creep a lot of you out, including sensations. Sensations. This results in more energy for completing vision. It leads to connecting, which leads to owning, which leads to responsibility, ability to respond ultimate ability to respond so what does that look like practically it might be you know uh this one hire that we made here's an example from a boardroom right the hire that we made in this particular department every time i interact with that person i get this really queasy feeling in my stomach what is that i don't know you know but i get this very uneasy feeling in my stomach. That's being able to trans to communicate your feelings transparently. Second, truthfulness. As we see it, you've got to be truthful, and that's the highest, you know, basic level of integrity. But it's it's truthful, which is as I see it, as I see it. That adding in as I see it, what it does is it addresses the accuracy or the the perhaps the inaccuracy. But hey, this is this is the truth as I see it, not. This is the truth, the ultimate truth. Well, you know what? How about just as I see it, this is the truth. Awareness addresses how self-aware you are. Are you self-aware? You know, about how you're showing up, about how you're, you know, being able to communicate that. Got to be able to communicate that. Um, when we're unresourced, well, let me get, let me add a couple more here of, of being transparent from a, from a resource place. You speak unarguably via thoughts, feelings, and sensations. So what is unarguably speaking? So here's a way that we could, like, the question is, can you argue this? So here's, here's one example. Um, we need to grow by, now let's do another one. Let's say, we need to cut staff. We need to add staff. We need to improve our marriage. We need to go on more vacations. We need to go get counseling. We need to go... Well, all of those you could argue. No, we don't. I don't think we need to. 
No, we should uh, we shouldn't hire, we should actually cut. No, we shouldn't cut, we should actually hire. We shouldn't grow, we should retract. We shouldn't go to counseling. We don't need counseling. You go to counseling. That's what I hear that all the time, right? You go to counseling. That you, you that's not speaking unarguably. When you speak unarguably, here's a way that, here's something you can't argue, okay? Ready, Carl? Always. I'm having the thought that we should grow this podcast. I'm having that thought. Can you argue that? <laughs> no, you, you can't. Are you? Are, I'm saying I'm having the thought that we should. You know, I'm having this feeling that that something's off. I just have this. I'm having this feeling. I think people could argue, but not from a point of rationality. They're saying, "I'm thinking we shouldn't," but and right, I'm right. going. See, that's, that's so fine. it's not a and that's not addressing what your thoughts are. Right. You know, you, so that's why I say says, people can do you know, it, but that doesn't mean it's. I that, feel this way. Yep. I'm having the feeling. Nobody's going to yep. say, "No, you're not." <laughs> right? Yeah. No, you're not. You're not having that thought. You can say, "Well, I think that's speaking an yeah. argument." It's great. Yeah, they're ch immediately jumping to their side of the of the fence, so to speak. Now to going, okay, well, why do you feel that way? Right. And talking about what you're going, well, what is it that's making you that? They're immediately going on the defense of going, well, oh, you're attacking me. I don't think so, unless they agree that's, with you. And look, I am somebody that has to work had had to work really hard on this one because I speak very very uh, ar arguably, you know, like. Like, I'm just very like, bam, that's kind of how I grew up. Like, you lay your stake in the ground, and it is so. And to learn to say, well, you know, here's my thoughts on this. Here's, here's, here's the thought that I'm having. Here's a feeling that I'm experiencing. I've really had to learn that. And I'll tell you, when you learn this, it changes the quality of your communications. It that's the whole point, right? We want to do transparent communication. We don't, don't speak arguably. It just shuts it down. But when you speak inarguably, hey, I'm having the thought of, I'm having the feeling of, that's fine. That's a, yeah, it could be up for debate or whatever. But when you start to practice this, making sure the dog's not chewing on anything. <laughs> saw some movement over there. When, when you start doing this, watch how the level of transparency of communication enhances. It's incredible. I will, I will tell you the way I've done it. And again, I'm not sure that this would equate, but I think it does, is I've tried I found for me, I don't know why I've, I felt like I feel doesn't give enough uh, for me enough credence. What I've always used is what I've said is I would, I would recommend that we consider this or we look at this is how I've always done it. And I'm not saying that's a better way or not, but it, I feel like then they go, well, why? And it's more of a, because a lot of people they feel like, okay, if you're feeling it, you're getting emotional. Versus, and that's true. Let me add something that's, to that. That's though. why. The problem, here's an argument I'm going to have for that though. I don't like the word we. I like the word me. In terms of, here's a, a full ownership of how I'm communicating. I do not speak for anybody else. This is the thought that I'm having. Here's, the, here's my thoughts on this. Not, hmm. you know, we should do that. There's this very sort of sneaky like we, uh, when you speak for somebody else, that is there. There is an ability for that to be shut down. Okay, because so, I've always thought when I'm saying I would like to recommend we consider that's it's all becoming inclusive. But here's so. here's what I want you to own though. When we're thinking about personal integrity, <clears throat> just yourself, with no expectation of anybody does anything else or changes for you, 
it at all. It is full responsibility, the ability to respond. Now, and lastly, you've got to be able to listen reflectively with your head, your heart, and your gut. You got to be able to reflect on that. You're not stuffing it, right? Okay, well, this is this is sort of my thoughts on this. That's with the head. Here's the heart center. This really makes me feel sad. I feel I'm actually feeling uh, feelings of fear right now. That's my heart. And then here's the gut. Eh, something isn't. Something does not feel right. I can't put my finger on it. But the gut center, what it does is it's usually repeated stories where base desires are not met. Where it's like something is is recycling when you get that feeling like something's not right. Just, can you communicate that? Hey, you know, you know, I can't put my finger on this, but something doesn't feel right. Think about it in the flight deck. I've had that happen where I'm like, mm. I remember one time going in Chicago, and I was like, ah, I think we need to go around. Nothing was off. Nothing was off. There's a plane. Uh, on short final in front of us, we're inside the final approach fix, and I just, you know what, just go, just go around. Let's go around. Throttles come up, and as soon as we pitched up, that plane had gotten down on the runway, and it had a flat tire. Stopped right in the run. How, like, there must have been some kind of indicator of something. I don't, I have no idea. I still, that still haunts me to this day. And the guy I was fine with was like, what? And he goes, how in the hell did you, that is weird. That is weird. And it was 100% based on my gut. It was not, my head wasn't thinking it. My heart was not thinking it. It was like, something is just not right. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was something was off. Maybe the, the tire was already flat. And I, and I just didn't even realize that I had seen that. You know what? Who knows? And now I have plenty of examples where I have not communicated what was going on and it got me into a lot of trouble. So again, we all have to work at this. When we're unresourced around communication, we with, we withhold. And when we withhold that release, that results, it's, it's not a, it's not a moral issue to withhold. It's an energetic one because it just depletes your energy because when you withhold, what happens? You withdraw and then you project. It's got this very negative backside. When we, we withdraw and then we start projecting. And we also, another big one when we're not uh, communicating with, with integrity is we are listening with filters in place to diagnose, to correct, to try to avoid conflict or to defend. Listening openly with curiosity, not with, okay, I've got to defend, I've got to diagnose, I have to correct this, I've got to right, you know, change it. That is when you're listening with the highest level of integrity. You're listening, you're you're trying to frame your response while not listening to what the person is saying. That's right. Um, but That's I, right. I wanted to go back for just a second. And, yeah. and when you're saying for integrity and yourself and withholding, sometimes I think we withhold from ourselves. Oh, big And the time. fact of the communication piece, we are very audio driven. I don't think we, our eyes see things that we, for most people, don't acknowledge yep. the nonverbal cues of things that sometimes give you that weird, that tingling sense that something's not right or that, that, that something's off. It's because visually we're, we're the body, the mind is interpreting things that you're analytically or you're, you're consciously not accepting. 
you're listening to the audio tunes, yeah. uh, audio saying, oh, I'm fine. Never, I'm, I'm doing well. But everything you see, the mind isn't going, there's nothing fine about what this person is saying. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a disconnect there. And then that's when you get into that, um, you know, be honest with yourself and go, well, why is, why am I feeling this way when verbally everything's fine? And I think we're not enough, and too many of us are not in touch with understanding the nonverbal communication yes. or, or, or cues that come into us. I agree. That would de- definitely, if you could t- harmonize those two, we would, there'd be a lot of issues that would get resolved Im- bef- immediately because th- there wouldn't be this question of going, was that a yes or was that a no? Yep. When you would know the answer. Yeah, and I think developing it is, I mean, getting, developing the muscle of this, we start with just communicating around this, having these kinds of conversations. And there are targeted strategies you can use to develop these things. We work on this in V1 quite a bit, how we communicate. And um, So, okay, that's transparent communication. You ready for the last one? How do you approach your agreements? Hmm. How do you approach your agreements? Are they irreproachable? When we're in a resource place and we're operating at the highest level of integrity, we make clear agreements. And a clear agreement is really simple. It's really, really simple. Who will do what by when? That's a clear agreement. And ensuring everybody's on board. If half the people are like, meh, Right. We look at think of when we're working on V1 stuff with Alpha Group. Uh, you know, we're proposing changes and stuff, and sometimes people are like me, nah. Is that a good? It's not going to work. You got it. We. It's but it's when it's like everyone's like yes. You know. Then we're okay. Now let's make an agreement. So who will do what by when, and then keep impeccable track of agreements that are made. I think that they need to be put in writing. If you don't put it in writing. Forget it. This is why attorneys are such a pain in the butt. They don't want to put anything in writing. And that's where that term that's where that term accountability will come in. Yep. That's right. When we're not resourced, we make vague agreements. And I it's this is all the time. I see this all the time in the boardroom. It's it's like, okay, will someone look into this and get back to me? It's like, that is a waste. You, you might as well not even do it. It gives them an out. Yeah. It gives them to say, well, I was never really on board with that fully. I right. just did it to, to investigate. I wasn't really sure that would work. Right. It, it's a it cop out. It wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. Yep. Oh, I didn't know you wanted me to do that. Or, well, you, I, I, yep, you, will someone out. look into this and get back to me? It's just, no. Who is going to do what by when? Um, when we're unresourced, we just, it's the corporate nod. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. When they have no intention of following through, I this is one thing I hate about corporate America. I just I can't stand it. I love having a small team because there's none of this like yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know they're just full of it. They have no intention of following through with this. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, let's just do a verbal agreement, right? Not a written one. Weak. It's not. It's 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 a it's a reproachable agreement. When we're resourced, we keep agreements. Secondly, you keep them. You do what you will say. Uh, you will. 
when you will do it. And then conversely, you don't do what you say you won't do. It's really simple, isn't it? It's really simple. You do what you say you will do when you say you will do it. You don't do what you say you won't do. Now, sometimes agreements aren't met. And there's all this like theory around like, well, what is the percentage of agreements that are met when you have reproachable? Some I've heard like 90%, you know, 90% of agreements are, are kept where 10% aren't. Not all agreements are going to be kept. That's just absurd. You can't, you know, sometimes they, they don't need to be, they shouldn't be kept. Um, but when you're at a level of integrity, you don't just drop it there. You renegotiate the agreement. So cancel the agreement change the scope of the the what they agree to do or changes the by when that's what re renegotiating an agreement looks like now let's say the agreement just is broken and you just didn't follow through i've done that where i just did not follow through on the agreement well first thing when you're operating at the highest level of integrity, you don't offer excuses as to why the agreement wasn't kept. It's just anytime there's an excuse, you just, it's like you're, there's a lack of responsibility. It's just weak, weak in a bad way. Take ownership. Take ownership. Don't offer an excuse. Hey, look, I broke this agreement. And then here's the deal ask if the agreement can be repaired. Can this be repaired? And if the answer is no, then fine. You know, you move on. Sometimes just asking versus like, okay, I'm just going to assume or I'm going to act like nothing happened or like ask, can this be repaired? People are usually very receptive to that because it's a very respectful, high integrity act that you're doing. So make your agreements clear, keep the agreement, renegotiate the agreement when it's required. And then repair the broken agreement if it gets broken or see if there's an opportunity to even repair it. If you want to be on the low side, right, just make vague agreements. Be vague. That's an unresourced place. Any last thoughts on that, Carl? Do you have any, any, anything more to add? I mean, it's, very, it's quite simple, really, when you think about it. Yeah, this is, this is kind of a, a, one of those very clear and defined paths that you need to take. Um, there's not much more to add to that. Okay. From my perspective. All right. So look, here's what we did. We talked about trust. We talked about truth. The ability to take radical responsibility and to get results. You've got to be able to embrace the negative. There's no winning and losing. There's just winning and learning. If you can't lose, you can't grow. You can't learn. You've got to have a growth mindset. You've got this, I've got, you know, just this, you desire to grow, to grow. It doesn't always mean having more. It just means developing appropriately. You got to become smaller to become part of something bigger. Feel through. Feelings are, in, are, are incredible data. Head, heart, gut. Use that as data. Sensations in the body as a guide. Transparent communication. Be clear. Reveal facts and, and, and thoughts and, and, and beliefs and your fears and sensations. Um, speak unarguably. And then make your agreements irreproachable.
That is the top 10 characterological aspects of integrity that is just beyond being truthful and, and just you know, don't lie, cheat, and steal. There's more. There's just a lot more. And I think these are all things that we can work on um, if you're conscious about that and you make a, a concerted effort to say, I'm going to really work on, on cultivating these different aspects of my character, of my personhood, and watch what happens. And so there's this last question is, so can you master this? Can you master it? My fr I look, I've got all these books on mastery and I listen to I personally, I don't think mastery is achievable. I, I think mastery is, and I think I choose to believe that so that I always stay trying. I think as soon as you feel like you've mastered it, it's like there's this, I think this tendency that happens to just sort of like let go. And, and that is not how we perform. It is a constant art of showing up and work and not every day is going to be your day. Not every flight is going to be, I've never had a perfect flight. Not every performance is going to be perfect. Not every talk is going to be perfect. Have I mastered it? I don't think I choose to believe. No, I just think, but as long as I keep aiming for the center line, I, I give myself the greatest chance of getting there most of the time. So that's my thoughts on mastery. I, I would take a slightly different perspective on mastery. Um, I think mastery is is does anybody do anything perfectly or, or or reach the pinnacle where there's nothing else to be learned? No. But when you look in comparison, I think the term relative would be a good word to use, and I'm not talking about family. <laughs> is in relation to others, have you mastered the majority? Have you mastered the 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 intricacies? Because the the word that keeps you going, I think, after that is growth. Are you willing to accept that there's continued growth with that? And if you are, then that is what keeps you on that road to that mastery. When you think you've mastered it and there's nothing else to learn, that's where the trouble is. Because now you start resting on your laurels, you become complacent, and you feel like there's nothing else left to do. Because there are some people I feel like if I'm going to turn to someone and go, I don't know this, who am I gonna, my turn, I'm going to turn to? It's someone who I think has has mastered an awful lot, maybe not everything, but a heck of a lot more than me. So I, I, I look at it a little bit differently, and I agree with what you're saying. It keeps you hungry. And, and at the end of the day, to, to a large degree, it's whatever, make, whatever works for you. Um, if it keeps you in that growth mindset, then that's the winning strategy. If it's someone to go, you know what, I, I've, I've worked hard for where I'm at, and it's nice to be acknowledged as being near at or at the pinnacle of my career. For some people, that's a value in itself. So it's all, I guess, perspective. Yep. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, on that. Mastery I, is, uh, is a nebulous. It um, is. And I think we're going to have continued discussions around mastery this year, this yep. season. Uh, we're going to start to get a little deeper into that and even looking at some of the literature and some of the research on it. and some of the seminal work around mastery. We've got a couple of guests we're going to bring on to the uh, podcast for the, um, the premium channel, which I want to just make a quick plug for that. Premium channel is off and running. Uh, I really, if you'd like to support the podcast, if you're getting something out of this podcast, if it's meaningful to you and you'd like to see it continue to grow, we ask that you become a member. That's how we want you to show support. We don't want donations. We want to give you something in return for it. Um, so please click on, there's two links. Um, there's been a little bit of confusion and we've tried to work on some of this with, it's 
boy, has it been an effort to get the stuff in the descriptions. And it, it, it's like iTunes does it differently than Spotify. And it's been a, like crazy how much time and energy we've had to put into this. You cl- there's two links in the description of the show. One is for the, the newsletter. You can click on it. It's just a little thing we send every week. Some people find it kind of fun. And the other is for the premium channel. You click on it, it'll take you over where you can sign up for it. And that is my plug on it. Any other uh, business on your end, Carl? Uh, you stole half my thunder. The other half is, <laughs> I was going like, well, you don't need me anymore. I feel, oh, I stop. Feel, yeah. No oh, more communication Jesus. from me. I'm going to, I'm going to go into my unresourced mode now. Oh boy. Okay. Come on. Open it up. Get curious. <laughs> yeah. Get oh, curious. Do you still like me? Come on. Tell me. No. Oh, geez. Um, the only thing that I would, uh, the two things I want to say is if you have comments, please, um, podcast at lifteffect.com. We'd love your comments, positive, negative, uh, the questions we reserve for the premium, but we do want to hear your comments. Uh, if you're liking what you're hearing, if you're not, you know, because this is for you, this isn't us so that you can hear us crack jokes or talk about stuff that just doesn't resonate with you. Um, the other thing is please continue to spread the word for everybody so that we continue to grow our channel. This is so, so important to us. Uh, can Give I just us- add something to that? And I think that no. what we're talking about, <laughs> let me, I'll go, okay, I'm going to add some stuff. My <laughs> thoughts are, I'm going to speak unarguably. My thoughts oh, are Lord. That, <laughs> that the stuff that we're talking about, who couldn't benefit from some of this? Just, just chewing on this. It's not like, oh, you've got to be a pilot to listen. And people are spreading the word and I'm getting um, feedback from people from all walks of life and really interesting people. And what's beautiful is they are starting to learn about our community of pilots and understand the trials and, and the, the tribulations we go through. They had no idea about aeromedical stuff that pilots have to face, about the lifestyle stuff. And I think that the awareness of the general public, is it's not, oh, I want everybody to feel sorry for pilots. That, that's not the point, but it's just a greater understanding of the people that are flying them to the places that they need to go that only creates more a, a more harmonious existence for everybody. It's about understanding. So I really want people to spread the word. Everybody could could use, uh, you know, some contemplation around the stuff that we're talking about. You don't have to agree or disagree or whatever. It's it's for you to chew on. And so please mm-hmm. share this podcast. We want it to sh- to spread to just the greater world. That's the point. That's the point. Matt and I have had some. Uh, conversations about this very issue about who this podcast is for. We started it specifically for what we felt like was a segment of the of the population that really needed to have some visibility, some light shown on issues. But I think as people listen to it, they realize while this may be cured and we talk about it from a pilot or aviation perspective and an awful lot of it, Everything we've talked about here, just about everything, with the exception of maybe some specific aeromedical issues, is something that everybody can relate to. So I don't care who or what you do out there. I, I would I would say, being very honest, and maybe I'm being a little bit um, pushy in this comment, if you can't get something out of this podcast, it's because you don't want to, not because it doesn't uh, have uh, validity. This is all stuff that we have to deal with 
this was stuff people dealt with before aviation was ever a thing. People in the 1800s, 1700s, 1500s, you name it, had to deal with these issues. They may not have used the same terms or thought about it that way, but they were still issues that they had to deal with. Communication, integrity, uh, values, all these things. These are not aviation-centric issues. And so we want, uh, ideally, I'd love for this for everybody to hear some of this because there's value for for family members, for spouse, you name it. This is stuff that that we all need to do better at. And that, and I can't emphasize that enough. This is focused on the aviation, but this is for everyone. And so if you see anybody that needs or you think could benefit, please share it because we, it, I, we, I wouldn't be doing this otherwise. And I don't, th- yeah, we want to help uh, pilots and aviation related individuals, but this is for everyone. And that's, I, I get, I get a little passionate about that because it just we all need to do better we just do and so with that any uh, last words you want to throw matt none i think let's go let's move on let's keep going i'm excited for the 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 stuff to come we're pretty pumped about it and excited to do some more interviewing with guests and just keep growing our community so and i will tell you there's some amazing guests coming so please give it a thought to jump on and just see what what the premium side of this uh, podcast offers. With that, we thank you, and we so appreciate your support of us. We wouldn't be here without you. Until next week, we thank you, and we hope you have a great week. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.